Hello, this is Zach Cherian. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast today. We are really excited to bring you this teaching. Please open your heart and, if you can, your Bibles and receive this word from the Lord recorded live at Brazen Grace Fellowship. Open your Bibles with me to Hebrews chapter 8, verse number 6. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6 in the NIV, please. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6. And um, I'm going to teach on resting in faith. Resting in faith. Have you been enjoying these series, family? Amen. And uh, resting in faith, this is part two. Last week we talked about something, but I'm going to take it a little, little deep today. So open your, open your notepads and pens, and I want you to take a lot of notes as we get into the word. Ready? Uh, Hebrews chapter 8. Verse number 6. Did I just start preaching really early today? I looked at the clock and I said, I don't start till 11 something. What, y'all didn't got nine of songs to sing today? What's wrong with you guys? Well, I'm just going to preach a long time then. <laughs> uh, man, we, we actually, I preached a lot last night. I mean, I didn't even realize how long I preached, but everybody's like, that felt short. I preached like an hour and something. And <laughs> right, look at Brother Roberts. Like, what it was? Yeah, it was more than an hour, in fact. Um, but um, I hope I hope I can get into all of that today. Um, we're going to start at Hebrews chapter eight, verse six. One of the reasons why I, I think I'm preaching this message with such passion is because I believe that um, this is a very unique revelation. Number one, it's um, a revelation that is not. Um, necessarily taught even in the new covenant camp a lot um, because when we don't understand that everything changed in the new covenant what we will think is what we are living is a continuation of old covenant faith but when you can understand that what you've been given in the new covenant is completely fundamentally different than what was in the old covenant, then you realize that what we have in the old covenant is glimpses of new covenant faith, but not the whole picture. The only place you can get the whole new covenant faith is through the new creation in Christ Jesus. Amen? Are you guys with me in this place there? Last week I took some time to explain to you how the faith that you have from Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 is not your faith. Now, I know that made some of y'all mad because you've been standing on God's word on Hebrews 11 for a long time and, and quoting it. But it tells us clearly in Hebrews 11 that in Hebrews 11, 1, by faith, uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Which basically means what? You pay for what you are asking, what you want, but you never get it. You have the faith, but you never see the evidence. How many of you would like to have a faith without any evidence? Talk to me. No. Your faith is a faith where you believe and you get what you believe. How many of you can have faith to believe that whatever you speak, you can have? Come on. Let me ask you this question. Oh, that's a little crazy, Pastor. Let me ask you this. Did Jesus get whatever he said? Why do you think you can't? Did Jesus get whatever he spoke? Matthew chapter 11. No, Mark 11. Oh, Lord. Dad Hagen rolled somewhere. I just said Matthew. Mark 11, 23. <laughs> I'm ashamed of my roots. My people are ashamed of me right now. 
Have the God kind of faith. If you say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea and doubt not, what happens? Whatever you said will come to pass. I'm telling you, we're coming to the place where we're not trying to live in this grace that sustains us through all the hell that we go through. We're coming to a place where we understand that grace is not the sustenance to go through hell. That grace is the power to overcome the hell. Because I'm tired of that little wimpy grace. I'm tired of that little, oh, God is giving you grace to keep the thorn. That is not the grace of God. Worship team, thank you, you guys. I'm glad you stayed with me. Y'all can come down. The grace is the power of God. It is in this gospel. So let's start at Hebrews chapter 8 verse 6. Are you there with me? In the NIV it says, read, but in fact the ministry Jesus has received. Read it one more time in English this time, not sign language. Ready? Read. But in fact the ministry Jesus has received is to as the of which he is mediator of is superior to the since the new covenant is established on what? Better promises. My God. Let's read that one more time out loud. Ready? Read. But in fact, the ministry Jesus has received is as superior to theirs as the covenant of which he is mediator is superior to the old one. Since the new covenant is established on better promises. Lift your hands and give God praise for the better promises, the better covenant that you've been given. Come on. Thank you, O oh God. Thank you, O oh God. Come on, take a few moments and just do that right where you are. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Father, thank you that we are growing in revelation. We're growing in the awareness of how amazing, how amazing this covenant is. This grace is. I pray that you open our eyes to see faith through the lens of the new covenant for your glory. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, family. But in fact, the ministry Jesus has received is as superior to theirs as the covenant of which he's mediator is superior to the old one. Since the new covenant is established on what? Better promises. So right here we see, I've taught this before, but I will touch on it again. Right here we see that in the new covenant or in Christ, you have number one, a superior ministry. Superior to what? To the old ministry. Are we okay? Are we in this place today? If you don't understand that the ministry that Christ has received, which is the ministry that you are called to, you are not called to continue the Mosaic ministry. You are called to continue the ministry of Christ. Are we here? Yeah. Number one, you have a superior ministry. It is superior. Now, now, you know, superior. When I say superior, sometimes people think, oh, that just, you know, kind of bloated up. No, this is talking about greater than the old covenant ministry. So the new covenant, the ministry is superior. Number two, you have a superior ministry. Number two, you have a superior covenant. How many of you know that the new covenant is not an addendum to the old? It's not a continuation. It was the end of one and the beginning of another. Is anybody here in this place with me? So number one, you have a superior ministry. You have a superior covenant. And then the Bible tells us that we have better promises. So it wouldn't be too much of a stretch for me to say, number one, superior ministry. Number two, superior covenant. And number three, it's based on superior promises. Aren't you grateful that the new covenant is so much superior? Come on. If you don't understand this, what you will end up thinking is that you are still part of an old covenant. 
that you that you still glean faith from people like Moses or people like Abraham. You grew up being told that Abraham is the father of our faith. No, he's not. The book of Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 tells us, looking unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith. I don't get my faith from Abraham. I don't get my faith from Moses, Elijah. They are there as examples for me. My faith starts and ends with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Come on somebody. That's some good news in this place. Our faith is not resting on what I can do. How many of you know that man was created by God as a faith being? Why? Because God is a faith being and he creates man in his likeness and in his image. So just because we have faith doesn't mean we have the right kind of faith. In fact, in the garden, Adam chose to put his faith in what Lucifer told him. So the question is not, do you have faith or do you not have faith? The question is, what faith do you have? What kind of faith do you have? What are you believing? Everything in the new covenant completely changed. In fact, Romans chapter 1, go there please. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. I want to talk to you about this real quickly and then we will go to what I want to spend some time on today. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 says, for I am Okay, look at the screen. Ready? For I am not ashamed. Y'all should know this one. Memorize. Come on. It's the brazen grace verse. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. This is not I am not ashamed of something else. Paul is contrasting in Romans chapter 1 verse 16 and defending the fact that he is called as a new covenant gospel preacher. He's saying that I am not here to continue the old covenant. I am here to preach to you this new covenant, which is now called the gospel. The old covenant was good and bad news. In the new covenant, it is only good news. Hallelujah. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it. What? The gospel is the what? The power of God to what? salvation can I ask you this question what is the power of God found in your fasting your praying your seeking God no the power of God is found in the gospel so instead of you suffering and getting hungry spend time in the gospel discovering what the gospel is and when you do you will understand what salvation means the word salvation there is not talking about getting saved or getting born again it's talking about everything that Christ died for you to have come on somebody it is the power of God unto salvation for me to live in the fullness of the finished work of Christ the only way for me to walk in it is not through my prayer but through the gospel Amen. does that make some of y'all mad for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation for who Everyone. how many how many people Everyone. a few select elect people for who? Everyone. For everyone who does what? Believe. Believes. For the Jew first. Now that's not something really deep. It just means it started in Israel. And also for the Greek. For in it, in what? In the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. Now wait for this. The next line says, from to what I was taught all my life growing up was those are just levels of faith. You go from one level of faith to the next level of faith. I want you to know something. That's not talking about one level of faith to the next level of faith. It's talking about an old covenant faith moving to a new covenant faith. 
Now I want you to know that we were taught this all our lives that you know there are different levels of faith. There is the little faith and then there is the much faith and then there is the great faith. How many of you grew up with that? I, was, I grew up with that. And I said, oh God, I don't want to be the little faith and I don't want to be the much faith. I want to have the great faith. I want you to know you don't have any of that faith. What you have in Christ Jesus is the faith of God. You don't have little faith, less faith, much faith. What you have is the faith of God. You have transitioned from one faith to another faith. Every one of you naturally has faith. If you grew up in any kind of a faith camp, you were taught the chair example. You didn't check if that chair has nuts and bolts. You didn't check if that chair was tight. You just sat down. You just naturally had faith and sat down. You didn't know if that was an empty pit that would lead you into the deep darkness of hell. You just sat into it because you had faith. And we were told, see, just like that, you have to have faith in God. That is not the faith in God. The disciples are going through a storm and Start panicking and freaking out. We're going to die. We're going to die. And Jesus says, why didn't you believe? Why didn't you believe? And then God, Jesus says many times through the gospels, have faith in God. Can I say that's a mistranslation? Because the funny thing is people think that means I just have to just trust God. That's not what he is saying. He is offering you his faith. He was offering you his faith. Hebrews 12.2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. They had the Jesus that is the author and the finisher of faith. And yet they were trying to say, okay, how do we come up with this faith? How do we come up with this faith? You can't come up with the faith he's talking about. You can only receive it. You can only receive it. Here's the tragedy. Most of us have this faith and don't even know it so we look at other people and go man i wish i had that guy's faith and i wish i had so and so's faith i wish oh man don't you wish you had that kind of faith i mean you know don't you wish don't you wish some dumb song came into my head when i said don't you wish <laughs> i wish i just had that kind of faith i wish i had this kind of faith you don't have this or that faith the faith that you have is the faith of god Gal galatians chapter 2 quickly galatians chapter 2 verse 20 please Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. This is really important that you understand this, family. The two kind of people that are sitting in this room or watching me online, those that are saved are this, those who know they have God's faith and those who don't. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. If you're there, give me a loud yes, sir. Yes, sir. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. Before I get to the rest of the verse, I really think it is important that you understand that first line. I have been crucified with Christ. Your crucifixion is not something you did. Your crucifixion, Jacob, turn that on. Your crucifixion is something Christ did. Are you listening to me today? If you don't understand this, you will misquote Bible scriptures and think that you have to constantly be dying. 
John chapter 10 verse 10 comes says the thief cometh to steal, kill and destroy. Jesus says but I am come that they may have more death and die daily. What? That they have what? Life. And have it what? More abundantly. Come on somebody. Beloved, if you don't understand this, you will think that every time some bad thought comes up, that the flesh is manifesting. Your flesh has already been crucified to the cross of Calvary when Jesus died. What you are struggling with is not a dead flesh, but an unrenewed mind. Say it, I have been crucified. Look at your neighbor and say, I think the tense is passed. This is talking about your history. This is not talking about your life right now. You are not dying. Oh, poor pastor, doesn't Paul say, I die daily. I die daily. Read your Bible, people. My God, there's nothing worse than taking a text out of its context. Paul is specifically talking about people persecuting him for preaching the gospel of grace. He says, I don't know if I'm going to live the next day. I almost die. The context there is not that he's killing himself with a sadistic suicidal Paul. <laughs> the context is persecution. Please hear me out now. Your death is a done deal. Your death was too thousand years ago you will never walk in the new covenant faith until you realize that the old you is dead is anybody in this place listening to me now i hope you guys online are watching this i hope you're taking notes because if you don't understand this you think oh i gotta i gotta put that flesh i gotta put no what you need is to renew your mind what is the renewal of the mind catching up to the reality that those thoughts that are coming don't come from you Now watch this. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. But can you put that on the King James, please? I like the King James on this one. I'm not an only King James guy, but it works here for me. Ready? I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. So you are not some dead zombie. I said this yesterday too. It's like, People sometimes try to sound really deep with Facebook updates. You know, everyone's trying to get a gotcha update to one-up on everybody else with a new cool update that just sounds really cool and crazy. And I saw someone put an update that said, the problem with being a living sacrifice is they keep crawling out of the altar. Now, you're laughing, but that would have been a dumb update you posted five years ago. <laughs> what we don't realize is the living sacrifice on the altar was not you. It was Christ as you. When you start making yourself some living sacrifice, we're walking around with a Messiah complex that we are some great person who laid down our life. You didn't do nothing. Nevertheless, I live. Lift your hands and say, I died, but now I live. So you're not just some dead person walking around. You now have a life. Now watch this. Yet not I, meaning the old Zach dead, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Come on, lift your hands and say, Christ lives in me now. Hallelujah. 
Christ lives in me. Now watch this carefully. And the life which I now live. Y'all, let me teach you stuff. Is that okay with I know y'all look like, why does he come up with this stuff every week and just mess with our heads? I have to mess with your head so I can take you to the next level. Is that okay? I saw some of the looks I was getting like, oh my God, he's just destroying everything I grew up on. And the life which I now, the, uh, hold on, hold on, disclaimer. I, I will tell you, everything I preach, I will read it from the Bible. Is that okay? Yeah. I'm not making this stuff up and giving you my opinion. I'm telling you what's up there. I have been crucified, which means what? Is your crucifixion current? No. Is it in the future? No. no. It was where? In my past. But are you dead or do you now live? I now live. Yet not I, but who lives in you now? Christ lives in you. The problem with us is we don't believe that the life that we now live is the life of Christ living in and through us. Because you're so obsessed with the nasty thoughts that go through your head and the things that come through you. What you need to do is do not be conformed any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What you need is not to die again. How can you kill the life that you now have? Because the life that you now have is not your former life. It's the life of Christ. And you can't kill Christ again. yelling too much you want to kill Jesus again but Christ that liveth in me and the life which I now live in the flesh thank God that life is in the flesh don't have to go on long fast I can actually eat food it's a life that's in the flesh amen the life that I now live how many foodies out there praise God even on keto I enjoy me some good food I didn't lose all this weight starving I'll tell you that that stuff was never going to work for me. The only way I was going to, if we got into this mess through eating, I was going to get out of this mess through eating too. Hallelujah. <laughs> Adam and Eve put us with some bad eating. I decided to lose some weight with some good eating now. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Don't get mad at me when I'm preaching good. You can suffer and work your butt out. I'm going to eat and lose weight. Praise God forevermore. And the life which I now live in the flesh, wait for it, I live, how? By the faith. So the new life in Christ Jesus, if any man be in Christ, he is a what? He is a what? Do you believe you're a new creation? Or do you think, I'm still in the process of becoming a new creation? Is Jesus in the process of becoming a new creation? Neither are you. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. What happened? Old things have the old Zach is dead. The old nature, the old proclivity, the old desires, it is dead. Old things have passed away. All things have become what? New. Say, that's talking about me in Christ Jesus. So now this new life, this new creation reality, this new life that I live, I don't live by my own faith. I don't live by my ability to believe. Ooh, that'll mess with you right there. We were told if you just think positive, happy thoughts, you're having faith. Happy thoughts is not faith. Now, being, walking in faith does make you positive. But just because you're positive, don't mean you have faith. 
And the life that I now live in the flesh, the new covenant life, say the new covenant life. New covenant life. I live by the faith of the Son of God. I don't live by my faith. I don't live by my ability. I live by the faith of the Son of God, which means what? The old faith that I have is not what I have right now. I have a new faith. Which faith? The very faith of God himself. Hallelujah. You know why our faith gets shaky? Because we think we have to believe. Faith was never meant to be a chore that wears you out. Faith was meant to be, I can't put this thing on. I don't know where that thing is pointed because my glass keeps fogging up and I can't see anything. Faith was never meant to be a chore that wears you out. The faith of God. Let me ask you this question. When God said light be and the earth and the, and the world was formed, did God go, oh, that was rough. Okay, let me take a breath. Did God get tired when he created the, the worlds? Ask yourself, how come we get tired when we have faith? It's because we're operating in our own strength. Please listen to me when I say this to you. Faith is a gift of God. It's not what you came up with just because you started to think happy thoughts. Tomorrow your mood's going to be bad because somebody made you really mad and you're not going to be thinking happy thoughts anymore. What do we do then? I'll tell you what you do then. Is you do the right thing. Rest in his faith. Rest in his faith. 2 Corinthians 12. 9. Paul is having a discussion with God. And he's got a thorn in the flesh. Now I don't know what your idea of his thorn was. Somebody said it was his wife. <laughs> Somebody said it was his mother-in-law. Maybe it was the disciples who were fighting his message. I don't know what his thorn in the flesh was. But whatever it was, it really bothered him. And Paul starts beseeching God to take this thorn away. And God says, let me give you some faith. No. What you need, Paul, is you need to have more faith. You need to have more faith, Paul. You ever been told that when you're going through a battle? You just need to come up with more faith. You're going through hell? If you catch hell, don't hold it. If you're going through hell, don't stop. You go ahead. You go ahead. You need, you need, you need more faith. You need, you need to have more faith. Where's your faith? Where's your faith? Lift your hands and say, I don't need to have any faith. I just need to receive his faith. Oh, doesn't that liberate you? So you don't come up with a faith. You just rest in his faith that works in and through you. God says, my grace is sufficient for you. Please hear me. That was not God saying, I sent that thorn to teach you a lesson. And that grace that I give you is going to, um, you know, kind of numb the pain. <laughs> around so you can keep that thorn and learn the lesson I'm trying to teach you. When you read that verse carefully, it says, Satan buffeted me. Not talking about a good old buffet there. But Satan inflicted him with a thorn. God does not want you to keep any thorn in your flesh that was inflicted by Satan. 
But the solution to get rid of what that, in, that infect, not in, the word just slipped my head. Thank you, my love. The solution to getting rid of that thorn was not have more faith. He says, my grace is sufficient, which means what? Everything that you need to get rid of that thorn is already provided for by my grace. I don't know what your battle is today. I don't know what you're going through today. But I want you to know right now, listen to me carefully. You are trying to come up just because you're having a bad day. And you're like, oh God, I just don't feel like I have any faith today. That's a lie. God would say to you, I already gave you all of my faith. The much faith, the little faith, and the great faith is not how much God gave you. It is how much you are walking in based on the revelation of how much you have. If you only think you have less faith, then you will only walk in less faith. If you only believe that you have much faith, then you will walk in much faith. If you believe you have no faith, then you will walk in no faith. But if you truly believe at the end of the sermon that what you have is the faith of God. That what you have is the faith of God. Can I ask you, does this faith run dry? Does he need to go on a 21-day fast to restore and renew his faith? He's a God faith. It's a God faith. And you always have it at all times. Amen. I'm going to read this in the um, Mirror Bible. My wife slipped her little cracked screen phone to me. The Mirror Bible, man, that's been wrecking my life. Verse 8, I almost believed this lie and even implored the Lord three times to remove the thorn from my flesh. He says, finally it dawned on me that grace is God's language. He does not speak the thorn language. He said to me, my grace elevates you. And now instead of being overwhelmed with a sense of my own weakness, he overwhelms me with an awareness of his strength. Oh, what bliss to rejoice in the fact that in the midst of my frailties, I encounter the dynamic grace of God to be my habitation. Please listen to me, beloved. Grace, faith is a gift of grace. Please hear me. Why am I saying this? Because you were told that grace is God's part. And faith is your part. That messes with your theology a lot, doesn't it? That messes with your mind. Say this. Faith, faith. is a gift of grace. Gift of grace. Say there is, no God faith there is no God faith without God's grace. Without God's grace. So you trying to come up with faith is never going to work out for you. The only thing you're going to do is keep running into a wall trying to come up with a faith because you think if I can just think positive, if I can just think positive, and then the next step is if I can just speak positive, if I can just speak positive, then things will happen. Those are all good things, but speaking and thinking isn't what you need first. What you need to know is you have the faith of God, and from the faith of God, you think right and you speak right. Come on, somebody in this place. So not only do you have a superior ministry, not only do you have a superior covenant that are based on superior 
promises, what you have, please hear me, in the new covenant is a superior faith. Go to Hebrews 11. Let me show you that one more time. Hebrews 11. Let's start at verse 1 and 2 and then we go down and have it ready in the Amplified Classic for me too, please. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders, say that's not talking about me. By it the elders obtained a good testimony. Go down with me to verse 13 quickly, quickly. Verse 13, Hebrews 11. Verse 13, these all who, the elders of faith, or what chapter 12 calls the cloud of witnesses, all of them died, how? In faith, not having received the promises. Died in faith, but they never received the promises. Go down with me to the very end of that chapter, verse 39. All these and all these having obtained a good testimony through faith. Which faith? The old covenant faith did not receive the promise. Now read verse 40. This is about you now church. God having provided something better for us. God did not expect you to come up with this something better. He provided it to you. The faith that you now walk in is a provision of grace. God having provided something better for you. Ephesians says, uh, we, uh, what is it? Um, we are saved by grace through faith and not of ourselves. It is a gift of God. This faith that you walk in is a gift of God. God having provided something better for us. Come on, lift your hands and say, the faith that I have is a better faith. Are you listening to me? You don't have the old faith where you believe and you never see the fulfillment. What you have is a better faith. Meaning what? When you speak it, you get it. God having provided something better for us. My God. That they should not be made perfect apart from us. Chapter 12 in the Amplified Classic. Therefore then, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, unnecessary weight and sin that so easily, deftly, cleverly clings to and entangles us. Let us run with patience Endurance, steady and active persistence, the appointed course of the race that is set before us. Next verse 2 says, looking away from. Looking away from. Let me ask you this question. What book is this? The book of what? Hebrews. Hebrews. Who is Paul writing to? Hebrews. Hebrews. Why is he writing this to Hebrews? Because the Hebrews believed that Abraham was the father of their faith. Because the Hebrews believe that they get faith by listening to the stories that so-and-so did and so-and-so did. Listen to me. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 very clearly says, listen to me carefully, faith comes by hearing. I'm running low on faith, pastor. You're not running low on faith. You have the faith of God. What you're running low on is a revelation of how much the faith of God you already have. Faith the word comes is not there in the original. In fact, it's, in the, it's italicized in your Bible, which means what? 
It was added in later by the translators to bring context to the verse. And so they said, faith cometh by hearing. Faith cannot come to you, beloved. How do you get something you already have? So it literally says, faith by hearing. Or faith manifests through hearing. So how do I manifest the faith of God that's already on the inside of me? By hearing the gospel. Not just by reading your Bible. I know I'm going to make some people mad. Oh, we need to read about the good story about David and how David, David had old covenant faith. I know he took Goliath, but what you have is new covenant faith. Can I say something that's going to make some of y'all really mad? In the new covenant, you don't have mustard seed faith. How do I know that? Because God's seed ain't mustard. Some of y'all think you're getting your faith from a mustard. You've been magnifying that mustard. Man, I used to have a whole series with a mustard seed. Your faith is the faith of God. It's not mustard seed faith. You're like, Pastor, I'm going to have to throw out a lot of teaching. I know. Faith by or activates by hearing. Faith, when you feel low on faith, what you need to do is not go on a 21-day fast because this kind only comes out through prayer and fasting. What you need to do is go back and hear the message. In fact, in, in, in Romans chapter 10, I think it's 10, 17, isn't it? Romans 10, 17. Faith by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The word of God is not the word, word of God there. It literally says the word of Christ. Faith does not come by you hearing great stories. You'll be inspired. For that matter, go read some World War II stories and watch a good movie. It'll inspire you too. Faith is not inspiration. It's the power of God that comes alive in you. When you read about Christ. It's when you hear the gospel. It's when you hear the good news that faith comes alive in your spirit. Listen to me, church. This is really important. You might get just a little inspiration rum, 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 by hearing some good stories. But if you want to walk in the faith of God, if you want to walk in the faith of God, you cannot live by, you cannot live by emotion. You cannot live by inspiration. You're going to have to live by receiving his faith. And that comes how? By what? Hearing and hearing what? The word of Christ. Are we okay? One John 5, 14 and 15. Let's close with that. My wife told me not to scream. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. Are you there? Now this is the confidence. Confidence. Now this is the confidence. That if we have, that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will. He hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked 
This is no longer a faith where you have faith but you never see the evidence. This is now where you have the faith of the confidence of God. And whatever you ask, you receive. I want to talk about that concept of he hears us. Why is that really important? Go to John chapter 11. As you, get to, as you make your way to John 11, 41 to 43 in the NIV please. John chapter 11, 41 through 43. Please remember that the Bible is written specifically to a group of people. That if you take a verse out of its context of who it was written to, you will try to misapply it uh, when it doesn't apply to you. Does that make sense? You will try to apply it and you have to understand that the book of Hebrews was written to, Hebrews. duh. <laughs> a lot of these books were not written with you in mind. They were written to different people at a specific time. Do I believe it's the inspired word? Absolutely. Do we benefit from it? Absolutely. But if I take it out of its context, I will be left with a con. Now Jesus praying says these words. Now this is Jesus' prayer. People go, what's the Lord's prayer? This is the Lord's prayer. You're going to get mad at me, but that's okay. This is the Lord's prayer. This is how Jesus prayed. Yeah. Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Listen to that. Jesus does not say, our Father in heaven... I repent of my sins and therefore I come before you so you can hear my prayer. No, Father, I thank you that you hear me. In fact, it goes on to say, I knew that you always hear me. Daddy, just in case you're wondering why I'm saying this out loud. I just want, I just want you to know. I ain't saying this for you. You and me, we tight. I'm just saying, you're making up like I'm making this stuff. Read that Bible. Yeah. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here. <laughs> that they may believe that you sent me. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here. No longer is your prayer you here and God there. Huh? No longer is you praying here, God there. Okay, so let me go quickly to the concept of you hear me. 1 John 5 says, this is the confidence. The confidence is in the fact that God hears us. John, um, Romans chapter 1, 17 says, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. The concept of hearing, listen to me carefully. You hear us. In the old covenant, the principle was simply this. If you had sin or iniquity in your heart, God did not what? Hear your prayer. You have to put the Bible in the context of the Bible, church folk. Listen to me. So when it says, I thank you that you hear me, it's not because God needed a hearing aid. The context of this verse is that in the old covenant, they taught you that God did not listen to prayers that came from a sinful person. So in the new covenant, when you are part of the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. How? From faith to faith. So now when you come to prayer, your condition is irrelevant 
to God hearing your prayer. Oh, I don't, bro, pastor, you don't know what I did last summer. I don't care what you did last summer. You are not what you are based on what you do, but you are what you are based on what he did. The problem comes when we don't believe that we are righteous. We don't believe that we have the faith of God. And therefore our prayers go unanswered not because God isn't listening to us. Because we block it with our own unbelief. Unbelief is you not believing that when God said it is finished, it was finished. Unbelief is not you having doubts about something. Please listen to me. Your mind will always mess with you. We were told that the double-minded person is someone that has two thoughts about things. A double-minded person is an old covenant mindset. That's not a new covenant mindset. In the new covenant, you have the mind of Christ. Oh, but pastor, my mind struggles. Renew it. Rebuke it. And speak the word of God no matter what. Lift your hands and say, you always hear me. You always hear me. Father, I thank you that you always hear me. When you come to God and you stand there, you stand there in faith and you say, Father, I thank you that you always hear me. Always hear me. Means what? I am eternally righteous. Righteousness is not right doing. It's a right standing. But please listen to me. Righteousness is not just God covering you on the outside and making you look clean while on the inside you're still rotten. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Everything in you is changed. Some of the rottenness that is still lingering is not you. It's part of your old dead nature. And the more you realize that I am already conformed to the image of his son, the more those things start falling away from you. Every day, every day, it's falling away. You're thinking differently. You're acting differently. Because the faith of God now dwells in you. Go to Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 as I close this. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. In the King James, it says this, Now unto him that is able to do what? Exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think. How many of you would like to live in the kind of faith where you start manifesting above all that you can even ask or think? Come on. Who would like to see things happen above all? You are still living under everything you're asking or thinking. You are still living under. I want to release you into a season, into an understanding where you can live in the abundantly above all you can ask or think. How does that happen though? How does that happen? The next line says, according. 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 What does the word according mean? Hmm? Proportionate to the power that worketh in us. If you are ignorant of the power that works in you. It's why we don't see the above and beyond. Because you believe that the power that works in you is sin. You believe that the power that works in you is the old nature. You believe that the power that... Am I teaching okay? I mean, y'all yeah. looks really quiet on me today. Y'all think that you are still where Paul was. The things I don't want to do, I do. The things I do, I don't want to do. He was talking about his life under the law. He was not talking about his new covenant reality. 
The new covenant you is not a bipolar you that is saved one day in the light, out of the light. The new covenant you is eternally in Christ Jesus. Your life is now hidden in Him and nothing can separate you from that life. Are you listening to me today? Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think. How? According to the power that is at work in us. And then Ephesians chapter 1 says this in Paul's prayer. Ephesians chapter 1. Stand up with me. Ephesians chapter 1. Paul says, I said closing three times. What were y'all waiting for? In his great prayer, he says this. Ready? Verse 17. Ephesians 1, 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you what? The spirit of wisdom and revelation. Where? In the knowledge of him. The eyes of your being what? That you may what? It's all about knowledge, y'all. It's not about something happening to you. Jesus has already done everything he could do to you, for you, through you. It's already done. He's not doing anything now. Now what is getting done is your mind being enlightened to what he has already done on the inside of you. And the greater your revelation of the finished work on the inside, the greater your manifestation. How am I doing, honey? Am I still screaming? The eyes of your understanding being enlightened... That you may know. Lift your hands and say, I need to know. You may, this is really important. The emphasis there is not what Christ has done. Christ already did what he's done. It's not about what Jesus needs to do. He's already done. He said it is finished. The truth is you don't realize what he already did on the inside of you. So you are still asking God for faith. There is no greater prayer of unbelief than asking God for faith. The irony. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? Where is it? It is in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according, again, there's that same thing, according to the working of his mighty power. Three chapters later, he says, according to the power that does what? Worketh in us. The working of his mighty power is in you. Give me a G, Annie. The working of his mighty power is in you. It's not outside you. You are a finished product. When will you realize it? Exceeding abundantly above all that you could ask or imagine. So today I'm telling you, don't Ask God for faith. That's making God a liar. Because he already gave you his faith. You don't have mustard seed faith anymore, y'all. You have the faith of God. Wow. Think about that. Close your eyes and think about that for a second. So here's my question. When you think about yourself, what do you think? What's the first thing that goes through your mind? How unworthy, how hopeless, what a worm you are, 
Or do you realize His power works in me? My grace is sufficient for you. For power works in me. What is it that you're struggling with today? The faith of God has already been provided for that situation. What is it that you're struggling with today? The faith of God has already been given to you. There is no faith without His grace. Why do you preach so much about grace? Because you ain't got no faith if I don't. By the faith. You've heard the word and now faith has risen up. Please listen to me. Faith was never meant to be a chore that wears you out. Faith is meant to be a rest. In fact, listen to me. The more faith you have, the more energized you become. Have you ever experienced that? Or do you go into a time of spiritual warfare and you come out more beaten up and worn out at the end of it, fighting imaginary demons than you were before you got into that battle? If it is your faith, it will wear you out. But if it's God's faith, you come out stronger. You will run and not grow weary. You will walk and you will not faint. The two walking on the road to Emmaus had Jesus next to them. They looked at him and said, didn't our hearts burn within us? You have Jesus living on the inside of you. That power works on the inside. Let me ask you, is there anything impossible to you? Is there anything? See, if you had to do it, of course it's impossible. But it's not by your might. It's not by your power. What is it you're believing for today? Family in this room and family watching online. What are you believing for? The ability to have faith. Listen to me carefully. I have to say this. Your faith does not control other people. That's called manipulation. Your faith cannot control the choices other people make. But your faith can control your words, your world, your thoughts. Your faith can control your finances, your world, everything that's been given under your care. And so we're going to do that just now. We're going to speak because faith speaks. The faith of God speaks. We're going to speak to our families. We're going to speak to our bodies. We're going to speak to our finances. We're going to speak to every battle that's coming against you. We are going to speak. We're going to speak. How? By your faith? No. By the faith of God. We're going to speak. We're going to speak. And I pray right now before you speak to the God of our Father, the Lord of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him that you may know the power that works within you. The glory that works within you. It's already on the inside of you. Put your hand on your belly first. Let's go. His power works in me. The greater the revelation of that power in you, the greater the manifestation of the exceeding abundantly. 
Hallelujah. 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 Say this, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Now put your hand on your head. Say, I have the mind of Christ. I am aware of the power that works in me. I know it's been a battle, folks. I know it's been a struggle. I find myself saying, when is 2021 going to start? What a strange year. But I want you to know, I'm done being a victim of time. I'm done being a victim of other people's choices. I'm done being controlled by others' things. I'm done. By faith, I dare you to rise up in this place today. By faith. Which faith? The faith of God. I dare you to rise up in this place. I dare you to rise up in this place. With the faith of God rising up on the inside of you. The faith of God rising up on the inside of you. You are growing in greater awareness of His faith. Is there anything too hard with the knowledge of the fact that you have God's mind and His faith? You are unstoppable. You are unstoppable by the faith of God. And when you feel low on faith, when you feel like you're running out and you're tired and dry, fall back into His arms, into His faith. Fall back. Oh, you tired, weary ones. Today He says, come unto me, all of you that are tired and weary, and I will give you rest. That faith is in His rest. Yeah. It's the rest in faith. Whatever you are tired from, maybe you're a mom that's struggling at home with the babies. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's your body that you're ailing that you're sick in your body and you're like, God, when, when? Today, faith is rising in this place. Those of you watching online, I believe miracles are about to break out in this place. I believe supernatural power is being released because you are rising up in the revelation of the faith of God that already rests in you right here, right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lift both those hands to God in surrender. I pray right now, Holy Spirit. Refresh. Refresh. These ones that are tired and weary. Wash away all the effects. All the weariness. We cast all our cares upon you. We cast all our cares upon you. And I release rest right now. The greatest place for faith to work is not in strife, but in rest. You will be at your best when you operate from the place or position of rest.
So stop running like a gerbil on a wheel. Lay back into the arms of the Father and let rest and faith come alive. In the name of Jesus, it's happening even right now. I feel it in my spirit. Let faith come alive right now. Let every tiredness of what felt like unanswered prayers wash off of you. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, if it's too heavy, it's not from God. If it's wearing you down, it's not the faith of God. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word just to rest upon his promise just to know thus saith the Lord that again tis so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word just to rest upon his promise just to know Thus saith the I really feel an anointing to break yokes in this room today. I really feel it. I feel an anointing to heal bodies. Some of you have been struggling, striving. It's been heavy on you. This season's been heavy. It's been heavy on me. Probably one of the worst. But I, I really want you to know today that if we can take a step of faith, tonight, today, this morning, I feel the power of God is so strong here that if you can come and rest, I feel, I, I feel like yokes are going to break. Strongholds are going to break mindsets are going to be released and loose I feel the anointing of God I don't care if you're a pastor if you're a leader a lay person a businessman businesswoman whoever you are and you're believing for that breakthrough you're believing for that release get out of your seats quickly don't wait for me to beg get up here now let's go quickly 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 whatever it is you're believing for quickly let's go let's go let's go fill up the altars fill up the altars quickly come on come on come on up closer Gabby come up here love come in come on fill this up I know you all think about the cameras. Ignore the cameras. God's doing something in this place right now. Come on, fill the centers up. Yeah, fill it up, fill it up. Those of you watching at home right now, today is your day. You're not here by accident. You're not watching me by accident today. The faith of God is rising up in your spirit. Come on, if you're in the front, you're not here to ask God, you're here to let go. Come on, if you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, just worship Him in the Spirit. Come on, lift your voices. You can put your prayer request in the comment section if it's something you can put openly. If it's private, message us in instant boxes and we will make sure we get back with you. Bodies are being healed in this room today. Bodies are being healed in this room today. Yokes are being destroyed in this room today. In your homes right now, the faith of God is being activated. Activation, activation, activation. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Just a moment. I want you to lift your voice in the spirit. Go, 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 go. 
Come on, something is moving, something is moving, something is shifting today. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah. Oh, the faith of God is arising. The faith of God is arising. The faith of God is arising. The faith of God. Activation, 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 activation. The book of Jude says, praying in the spirit activates your faith. Praying in the spirit activates your faith. Come on. Hey, Baba Sata Semtele de Menehatana Yana Mayada. Oh, would you lift your hands to the Lord up high and say, Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I've proved Him o'er and o'er. Sing it. My precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust Him more. I'm so glad I learned to trust Him. Precious Jesus, Savior, friend, and I know that thou art with me twill be with me till the end sing it jesus jesus how i trust him how i prove him your hands and say I trust you 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 with my family I trust you with my finances I trust you with my healing I trust you with my breakthrough come on come on I know it's been rough but I trust you Lord I trust you with my mind I trust you Lord I trust you Lord I I trust you Lord I trust you Lord come on I trust you with arm with my whole heart I trust you come on something is happening as you trust him hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hey! Something is shifting in your favor right now. Something is moving in your favor. Your faith. Come on, faith speaks. So open your mouth and speak. Speak to your body. 
Speak to your bank account. Speak to your marriage. Come on, open your mouth and speak, 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 speak right now. Speak right now by the faith of God. Speak to your mind. Speak to your job. Speak to your business. Speak right now. Speak. Open your mouth and speak. Come on, I'm going to give you a minute. Lift your voices and speak, speak, speak. Oh, the shackles of the past are breaking off of you. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I speak right now. As you are speaking, your body is being healed. As you are speaking, angels are being released. Angels are being released into that job situation. As you are speaking, the power of God is working. As you are speaking, speak. Faith speaks. Faith speaks. Faith speaks. Come on. The same faith that said, light be, is in your mouth right now. And faith speaks. I speak to that situation in my children. Come on. I speak to the mind. I speak to the body. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bodies are being healed right now. Minds are being healed right now. Woo. This is the confidence. My God. This is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything, He hears us. He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, we have that which we believe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Jesus, I give you praise in this place for your healing, for your victory, for your deliverance. I give you glory, God. I curse that sickness in your body. I rebuke that pain in your body right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, by the faith of God, I curse it from its roots. Every fear that has been crippling your mind, every anxiety, every sleep disorder, every insomnia, every panic attacks, I curse it in the name of Jesus. I curse it in Jesus' name. You have the mind of Christ. You have the faith of God in the name of Jesus. I curse sickness from its roots. I curse pain from your body in Jesus' name by the faith of God. Sickness is leaving. Pain is going. I curse arthritis in this room right now. I curse arthritis of those watching right now. Every pain in your body has to go. Bow down to the name of Jesus. My God, I feel the fire of God. Come on, somebody. Release, 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 release. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Something happened and now I know He touched me and made me whole. Can you believe for that today? He touched me. Oh, He touched me and oh, the joy that floods my soul. Sing it! 
something happened and now I know he touched me and made me whole. I am the God that he led thee. I am the Lord your I sent my word and I heal your disease. Right now in this place and watching online, I am the God, your healer. Sing it out. I am the God that healeth me. Whenever you preach the gospel, miracles happen. I sent my word and I heal your disease. It's healed right now. I put your hand on the part that needs healing. Do it now. Put your hand on the part that needs healing now. You are the Lord. You are the God that healeth me. Is leaving. You sent your word. You sent your word. And you heal my disease. Oh, I speak to every organ in your body. Be healed right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Cancer, dry up. You spirit of death, let God's people go. You Arthritis, I keep getting arthritis in the joints. It's being healed right now. Every diabetic, no longer will you speak of yourself as being diabetic. I speak to every blood sugar condition. I speak to every blood pressure. Be healed in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, that healeth me. My God. Migraine headaches be healed. You sense your word and heal my disease. Oh, you are the Lord. Fear, 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 fear. God is dealing with fear in this room right now. He's dealing with fear, anxiety, panic attacks. Fear, 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 fear. Listen to me. I rebuke that fear in the name of Jesus. That is not from God. He has instead given you a spirit of love, of power, and of sound mind. Lift your hands and say, I will not think a thought. I will not speak a word. That is born out of fear. Every word, every thought is love, is power, and sound mind. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God, Jesus. In the very area that you have given up hope, let faith rise right now. Hallelujah. I bless your business. Come on, all of you believing for financial breakthrough. In the name of Jesus.
I bless your finances right now. COVID has no say over your finances. Your job does not determine your finances. Jehovah Jireh, my God who supplies all of my needs, not according to my needs, but according to His riches. I speak financial breakthrough for those of you that feel like you're stuck. You're stuck in the name of Jesus. Everything that has you in a rut is being broken in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We believe it and receive it. We believe it and receive it. Hallelujah. 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 My God, the power of God is flowing like a river. Like a river. I can feel it like flames of river. A river of fire burning away every thought that is not of God. Everything that tells you to depend on your own strength. It's burning away. It's burning away. It's burning away. Ushers get ready for the building fund. In the name of Jesus, it's burning away. It's burning away. It's burning away. It's burning away right now. Hallelujah. 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 And I exhort. And I it's done did you hear me I said it's done it's done it's done it's over it's done it's done the enemy that you see today you will never see again the enemy that you see yesterday you will never see again that sickness you will never see again that fear you will never see it again did you hear the prophet that enemy that you saw you will never see again in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name my God give him glory give him glory the fire of God is falling you come on thank him for your healing thank him for your breakthrough thank him for your deliverance and say I will never be broke another day in my life shout never again speak to that sickness that ailed your body and say never again I gotta take an offering y'all behave my God 
Put your hand over your mind. Say never again will I be tormented by fear. Never again. Come on, take 10 seconds and give him a shout of praise in this house. Hallelujah. ushers hallelujah ushers please come ushers y'all not hear me back there church once a month we take a building offering and here's what I'm going to ask you to believe for as you write your checks for the monthly building fund by the faith of God that that building is coming quickly by the faith of God we will pay it off debt free. Can you believe for that? Yeah, yes. By the faith of God, we'll be in our own location with our own lights, fully furnished, Amen. fully seated by the faith of God. Amen. But I release you to return to your seats as, as the ushers pass out the envelopes real quickly. I know we've gone a little over my time than I usually do. But we're believing today. We're believing today. We're believing today. Something happened. And now... I know he touched me and he made me whole. Thank you, ushers. <laughs> you can go to the church center app, select building fund, and give there. believe that God touched you in this place today y'all I, I feel that so strong I tell you. is that Jesse or is that Ann I can't imagine Ann doing that it was a miracle service I was ready for Ann to do that too <laughs> your checks to Brazen Grace. Those of you who are watching online, go to our website. It's very easy to select there and you can give to the building fund. Those of you watching at home, you can be a part of this building fund offering too. And uh, Let's all stand together. Come on. Before you start, before you collect the offering, lift that up in your hand. And I want you to take 10 seconds and I want you to open your mouth and prophesy and just decree and declare what God is going to do for our building. Come on, lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift your voice in this place. Lift your voice. Pray. 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 By the faith of God, pray for our building. Go. Go. Quickly. Come on, 10 seconds, go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. We bless you, 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 Lord. It is done. Say thank you, Lord, for our building. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus. 
Collect the offering ushers. Thank you, beautiful people. Hallelujah. 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 Father, thank you for this week. Thank you for a week of victory. Thank you for a week of favor. Thank you for a week of breakthrough and peace and joy and love. Bless your people. Let this be a week full of the love and the favor and the prosperity of God. Surprises that you never imagined because of the faith of God. That every day, every week, be miracle after miracle. Above and beyond what you have asked or imagined. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless. Before the only wise God, to him be great, with great joy. To him be blessing, glory, honor, dominion, and power forever and forever. In Jesus' name, lift your hands and decree it out loud. Say it, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Honor as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name. Amen. Love you, family. God bless you guys. Thank you for being patient. Love you, online family. God bless you guys. Have a blessed week. I can't wait to hear about all God did for you today in this service. Love you guys. Have a great week. See you guys next weekend. Bring somebody. Bring someone to church with you. Love you guys. Bye, y'all. If you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can repeat this simple prayer with me right now, wherever you are. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am and receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying for me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is my Lord. I am yours forever in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today for this teaching. We would love to hear from you. You can write us at ZCIM PO Box 592675, San Antonio, Texas 78259. For more information on ZCIM, please visit us at zcim.org or on Facebook and Twitter at ZCIM Official. God bless you.